Welcome to Is Manifesting Bullshit podcast. I'm Cindy Wittemann and I'm your host. Have you ever wondered if manifesting is just a bunch of nonsense? Join me as I embark on a journey to uncover the truth behind this age-old question. In each episode, I'll dive deep into the world of manifestation, interviewing experts, skeptics, and individuals with real-life manifesting experiences. Together, we'll seek to separate fact from fiction and shed light on the mysteries of the mind's power. Tune in and discover whether manifesting is indeed a powerful tool or just a load of BS. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Is Manifesting Bullshit? Today, I have two guests. I have a co-host, Andrew Freilich, and I have Hi. another guest, Angie Barrett. We're super excited to talk all things manifesting. So tell us, Angie, what is the answer to the golden question? Is manifesting bullshit? Or is it really a life tool that you can use? Well, first of all, Cindy and Andrew, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here and everybody listening. And my answer is, I don't think it's bullshit. I think it's a tool that everybody can use. However, I think that the times that manifesting doesn't work is because we're um, subconsciously self-sabotaging it. So I think it absolutely works. I think our own internal um, struggles and negative beliefs that we have about ourselves are what limit our ability to manifest. And then we feel like it becomes bullshit at that point. Absolutely. So as you might not know this, but this whole podcast is inspired by a book my daughters and I co-wrote together, and it's called Is Manifesting Bullshit? And so when I announced the title, I got so many questions about, well, is it? And so I thought, man, it'd be super fun to spin this off into a podcast and get different opinions from people around the world. So I'm so glad that you came in to give us some insight about your thoughts on it. When did you first learn about manifesting? I first learned about manifesting probably about seven or eight years ago. Um, I am a, I, I've practiced yoga for many years and yoga and manifesting kind of tend to go hand in hand together. And so I started learning about it then, but I was one of those people that thought it was bullshit from the get go. I didn't really believe in it. And it wasn't until the last few years, once I've started to really delve into my own limiting negative self-beliefs that I've started to realize, oh no, manifesting really does actually work once I can let go of my self-sabotaging or my negative beliefs. Oh my goodness, we had the same path. The same thing happened to me. I thought it was complete and total baloney. <laughs> and then when I was like, okay, I'm pretty desperate for anything to work now, I'm going to try this manifesting thing. And then slowly but surely... Um, I got, I became convinced that it is true, but my co-host here thinks it's a load of crap. I love um, the way that you're using words that avoid using the word bullshit, even though the title of your podcast is bullshit. <laughs> I think that's, that strikes me as odd. Um, I do. I, I, I've, I've really gotten into my questions when it comes to defining the word manifesting. Like, what does it mean? Like, cause if you, my, my thoughts are, if you define manifesting as setting a goal and working hard to achieve it, well, yeah, I mean, that, that works for anybody. That's, that's the only way you accomplish anything, right? But if you change your definition of manifesting to include some of the other things, uh, for example, some other guests have talked about 
the metaphysics and the, the energies of the world. Well, that I think creeps more into pseudoscience. So where do you fall on that, Angie? How do you define uh, manifesting? I actually define it. Um, I include the goals as well as I do include the metaphysical aspect of it. And it's interesting because I'm a registered nurse. Um, I've been a nurse for many years, so I'm very scientific based. So to get into the metaphysical realm was very hard for me, like I said at first. And as I've explored more into it, starting to shift and change those energies um, and bringing or attracting more of the metaphysical energy that we can't, that's intangible, that can't really be scientifically proven, that gives us a little more wiggle room when we start to incorporate that into our manifestation. So I, I, I see both. I agree with both. Considering my background is very scientific, it was a switch for me to turn more into the metaphysical realm. Talk to me more about the metaphysical part of it, because that's the part that I'm, I want to call, I want to slam my hand on the, on the bullshit <laughs> button for that one. So explain that to me. Yeah. So like I said, I'm a yoga instructor and um, we deal a lot with energies and I'm going to turn it into kind of a scientific description of it. Um, so in our bodies, we actually create energy when we have a stressful experience, when we have um, stress, anxiety, worries, things like that. Our body actually is creating E equals MC squared energy. Our body's getting ready to fight or flight, to run, to get away, to protect itself. And so it's actually creating physical energy. And then that starts to attract, I believe, the negative beliefs that we have. So for example, um, I'm a child abuse survivor. And one of the beliefs that I experienced growing up is that I don't get anything that I want because of what happened to me as a child. And that's all related to the trauma and to everything that happened and the physical energy that was built up, my body needing to fight or flight to protect myself. Mm -hmm. And as I've gotten older and I've started to tap into that, I'm able to see that that trauma, that physical energy that I'm holding on to is impacting my ability to tap into the belief in um, something being attracted to positive energy. I'm always looking at the negative. So I'm always, um, not always, or I have been, this is a, a new shift for me. I've always been looking at the negative. So I see when things bad happen, I always look at the negative aspect of it. So instead of thinking, oh, this is a positive, I can tap into the metaphysical energy of life is bringing me an, you know, an opportunity to learn and grow. Um, instead, my literal concept is, I don't get what I want. And so starting to release that physical energy that comes with trauma um, allows us to tap into some of that more metaphysical, oh, um, there is something positive with this. Oh, I am able to connect to, I want something. And it's not just a goal, but you know, I'm thinking in my head, I want to attract good things to me. Good things start to come partially because we start looking for them and we're shifting our mindset from this um, negative. And I don't mean negative in a, in a critical way, in a bad connotation way, because a lot of us, most of us have some form of trauma, but we're always looking at the hurtful things is probably a better way to say it rather than looking at the potential for possibility. So just even the way that we look at things based on our life experiences can shift our outlook on that metaphysical and those positive things that are drawn to us or the, um, the non-scientific defined things. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, that makes sense to me. <clears throat> and in fact, um, I can relate to what you're saying is because I came from generational poverty. Yeah. And so I never saw anybody succeed. And so I, I had a lot of that, you know, come back into my life later where I'm, you know, I just thought that's how everybody lived and growing up and I would just go and ask random people like, how did you get that nice house? How did you get that nice car? I try to learn how to to bring those things into my life so I can relate to what you're saying with you having the childhood trauma. It really kind of affected the way that you manifested. And then once you figured out, wait a second, these things are possible, then you were able to actually bring them to you. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. See, and I, I tend to agree with the negative part of manifestation and i've talked about this on previous podcasts where if you don't believe something is going to happen well then the chances of it happening are far less right Absolutely. i mean that's pretty obvious if you don't think you can achieve something chances are you can't achieve it and so i i generally believe in that but if you flip it i don't see the evidence where if you absolutely believe something is going to happen there could be intervening factors for example um you know, something could happen where you, somebody, you could you could say, I'm definitely going to do this and you manifest it. And then on your way there, you get in a car accident. I mean, it happens every day and yep. you can't achieve something if there's an intervening factor that comes in and, and knocks you sideways. Now, Cindy would come back with the power of the pivot, right? She said, Absolutely. well, then you pivot and try something else. But I think that that kind of proves that there are other factors besides your desire is the only thing keeping you from accomplishing your goals. What do you think about that? Oh, I, I agree with you. I don't think that your desire is the only thing that's keeping you from accomplishing your goals. I agree with you 100% on that. There are so many intervening factors. And I think it's more of an overall trend as to what you're attracting into your life rather than one specific event. Um, so to use your example of the car accident, let's say you have a goal, you're manifesting your, um, I'll take it back to me, I'm manifesting, I want to give a TED Talk. And it has been, I've been manifesting a TED Talk for a year and I haven't gotten a TED Talk. So that's something outside of my control. And I understand that. Um, and instead of thinking, oh, okay, manifesting doesn't work and it's um, crap or bullshit, mm -hmm. to use different terms for it. It's okay, <laughs> well, let me shift and readjust and see. Maybe I'm not ready yet. So let me um, figure out some things. What, what maybe do I need to work on internally or what do I need to, uh, what is holding me back on my own internal thought processes? So let's say I do get in a car accident. Okay, that doesn't mean that my manifestation of a TED Talk isn't going to happen. That just means it's not going to necessarily happen right now. We can't guarantee what's going to happen in the future, good or bad. I may then end up with a TED Talk talking about my experiences. Um, I don't want to jinx myself, but let's say I do have a car accident. Um, you know, that maybe that turns into some new topic that I'm able to resonate with for my goal of, of giving a TED Talk. So I, I think that that looking at it in is very kind of, I'm going to use the term short-sighted. Um, and once again, I don't mean that by a negative connotation, but I think that there are so many possibilities that can happen that just because we're manifesting something and then something gets in our way and stops that doesn't mean that it's not going to happen later on in life. It may just be coming, that manifestation may just be coming later on as we work through something. Absolutely. I think a lot of times whenever I always say when nothing goes right, go left. And I yes. think that a lot of times when things did go left <laughs> or things didn't go right, whenever those things happened, I actually grew and learned 
from those things. And it helped me to better manifest what I really want. Because I think sometimes we might have a goal on something that we really want. We might say, you know what, I'm going to manifest this. I'm going to work really hard towards this. But it may be two or three things happen and you figure out like, wait, I don't want that at all. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, oh, you know what I really do want is this. And then it's kind of like a journey of you f discovering what you really want. Like they say, be careful what you ask for, be careful what you wish mm -hmm. for, be careful what you manifest. Mm -hmm. Because if you manifest win the lottery, well, you might just win a dollar on a scratch off. You got to be really specific about what you want. And so I, I think that that could be um, the case, you know. But I think if you but by being specific on what you want, doesn't that negate what you talked about, the power of the pivot? Because if you're really specific, then you might not get what you want, but you get what you need, you know, to quote a famous song. So, again, I think that the pivot is important, but I think that it goes back to the law of people. People talk about the law of attraction and you, you have to manifest and you have to go for something specific and you have to go for that. But then it doesn't always work out because of something else. And also I'm thinking of almost like a confirmation bias where if you end up at some place that that's, that this is where I was meant to be. And it's like, well, is that necessarily manifesting or is it just, you're just going to think that you're right regardless. Does that make sense? It does. And for me, I think it comes back to those, um, those beliefs that we carry about ourselves that come from our childhood, our childhood. Um, all of us have experiences that teach us, how or that shape how we look at the world and what experiences we have and so whatever experiences happen are going to be confirmation biases for whatever that belief that we have internally mm. is and so if our belief is um nothing good is going to happen or mm. um, you know what that then of course like you said earlier nothing good is going to happen mm. And then we're going to look at everything that does happen through that lens. Whereas, like, see, I failed. I told you so. I told you exactly. I couldn't do it. See, I told, I told you so. Yep. See, I told you manifesting doesn't work. I manifested right. this and it didn't happen. Right. Um, whereas if we're looking um, and even just shifting that mindset and working to peel apart some of those negative beliefs that we carry from our childhood, then we are able to start to look at things in a different way and take those experiences that maybe have knocked us off our path or have kind of sideswiped us from whatever we're trying to manifest. And we, so it is a pivot. It's also a healing internally and working to shift how we're perceiving those events that happen. So I'm going to come back to my, um, my child abuse. I experienced child abuse. And for so long, I thought, oh my gosh, life is over. It's terrible. I don't get what I want. This happened to me. And now as I've gotten older and worked through more of my journey, I can see what happened to me now as a blessing, not a blessing because I don't wish that on anybody, but I can see some positive things coming out of it. And so my, my approach to life is shifting rather than I always get the horrible things that happen and nothing good is going to happen to me. I'm able to say, okay, I can experience and endure hard things. And what lessons can I learn from them and turn them into something beautiful? And I think that's where the manifestation piece comes in when we're able to switch from those painful experiences that we've had and figure out a way to turn them into positive, then manifesting becomes much less um, of a, it's not going to work bullshit type of idea. And it becomes more tangible. So shifting your mindset literally from something you've experienced to something you've overcome. Yes, exactly. 
Yes, absolutely. And I, I'm a domestic violence survivor and I could have easily, you know, left that relationship, that marriage and taken my daughters and been like, well, I could never do anything because now I'm a single mom because I'm a victim and I could have done all of that, but I didn't, you know, I turned it around and used it as power to push myself to get to where I needed to be. And then now I use my, my life experience that was not fun to yeah. help other people, whether they're trying to get out of those type of um, bad relationships or they're trying to heal from the trauma of it post leaving. I, I think it's even the languaging that we use for ourselves. So um, a lot of times people will say I'm a domestic abuse victim. And I can't remember what word you use, Cindy. So I apologize. I'm not meaning this directed at you. I actually was um, talking recently with someone about this, using the term victim versus survivor. So if we're using the term I'm a abuse victim, then that is going to bring a different set um, and attract, mm. manifest a different set of um way we approach things that attach to or that that happen to us versus survivor survivor is a much more empowered term so it's even little phrases like that that when we can shift that mindset that attraction that law of attraction starts to shift victim versus survivor um you know that's that's one that i actually talk on quite a bit so that's why that one's foremost in yes. my life. little words uh, like 100 percent. yeah and that's what i say is i say survivor <laughs> and i i avoid victim because i feel like that i feel like you get to choose you know are you a survivor or are you going to be a victim and so i i choose survivor but i do know that a lot of people use the other term and whatever they're most comfortable with is totally fine but I just choose survivor because I feel like it's empowering instead of giving my power away. And I think that part of it, no, 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 go ahead, Andrew. No, I was going to say part of it is just like your mindset and going through the manifesting. I mean, I mean, manifesting, I think is the wrong term. I think we just set that part of the manifesting aside for a second. We talk about um, a lot of it is mindset. Are you currently trapped in something or is it something you've overcome and survived? And I think that that's the same as the manifesting uh, negative versus positive. Are you, uh, do you have a mindset where you've overcome something and now you've gone on to good, better thing, gooder, gooder. Things. <laughs> gooder things. Awesome. <laughs> gooder. So you go on to gooder things or is it the kind of thing that you're currently uh, in, enveloped in and, and, and uh, marinating in, you know, something you're surrounding yourself with something that you're currently involved in. Um, I think that, in the same way that, again, setting aside manifesting in your mindset, if you're past it, if you've overcome it and you've survived it, I think that you are on to better pastures. Whereas if you constantly see in it, if you constantly surround yourself in something negative, then I think that you're more like, you, like you said, I would use different wording though. Like you said, you know, attracting it, but that makes sense. I absolutely I agree. I I'm going to bring us back to the term manifesting, even though you were trying to step away from that, Andrew, I acknowledge that. Um, and I think that <laughs> <laughs> she saw you. Oh, I it. Yeah. Right, Andrew, I'll, get, I'll let you get with this one. Go ahead and use manifesting. Andrew. I got you. Go ahead. <laughs> when our mindset has shifted, it's much easier for us to manifest and to attract those positive things. Um, because we see experiences as positive or as um, opportunities for growth, things like that. Whereas when we're in a mindset where things are challenging or things are difficult or we're still in a um, more 
painful um, mindset, we're going to attract those things. Those are the things that are going to be drawn to us because that's what we're looking for. So I think it really does come back to mindset um, in order to, to be able to manifest what it is that you want. I think we can manifest both the positive things that we want and the painful things that come to teach us lessons. And some of that is based on what we're, how we're talking to ourselves and about ourselves and all of that. But when you, when it comes to, you know, the road of life and you have a, a big old boulder in the middle, I mean, you kind of have, you say, is this a stumbling block I'm going to get around or is this something that is going to stop me in my tracks? And I think that people, a lot of people uh, see huge boulders as like, I'm, I'm done. I can't get around it. I'm finished, but I'm stuck, I, here. I'm stuck here. Whereas other people are like, I'm getting around this. I have to be somewhere. I'm going to manifest this other thing and they get around it. Um, I'm still not convinced the metaphysical part of it, but I think that that might be a, an additional conversation because I'm, I think the mindset and looking at it manifesting as a mindset and, and the way that, you know, getting past things, I think is definitely leading me on that path. You've, you've moved me a little bit. <laughs> yes. So Angie, do you think that you could share with the audience your favorite manifesting story that's happened in your life? Yes. Um, I, like I've mentioned, I'm a child abuse survivor and I wanted to be able to um, start a business. And I didn't feel like I could start a business. I felt really overwhelmed with that. And so I started working to manifest and it felt so uncomfortable. So I actually started using movement to start manifesting. So I would stomp my feet and say, I want to start a business and just say it over and over and over again to release some of that um, physical energy buildup related to my trauma. And um, I want to be big. I want to be, um, I, I would say those things as I was like stomping my feet or doing some sort of a movement. And here I am now sitting on your podcast talking about um, manifesting and being able to be in connection with your body, something that I never thought I would have been able to do even five years ago. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I really appreciate you coming on today. We've had so much fun talking all things manifesting. I feel like I could talk to you for hours. I it's feel the same interesting way. To get all the different perspectives. And I, I love the fact that we like play kind of like good cop, bad cop over here. Andrew and I have had many conversations about this and he is always anti-manifesting. But every once in a while, we get a guest like yourself who kind of helps move that need just a little bit mm -hmm. and to let people know that like it is your power, like you can choose. I can't tell you how many times recently I've told people who uh, have something limiting them. And I said, you are the CEO of your life. You get to decide. You get to choose. And nobody else gets to choose for you. You get to choose. And I don't know that people really understand that they actually have that much power. I think it comes back to those um, those experiences that we've had in childhood um, that teach us. You know, I mean, parents say no, no, no all the time or, you know, adults say that to children. And so children start to learn that they don't get what they want. And so it's starting to shift that mindset that, no, I do actually get to attract what I want. Hmm. Absolutely. OK, great. Well, why don't you tell the audience uh, where they can find you, where they can get in touch with you, where they can um, get to know more about you and all that you do and what you're about? Yeah. So the best way is through my website, AngieBarrettMovement.com. And I spell my last name B-E-R-R-E-T-T. -T, so it's AngieBarrettMovement.com. 
And I actually have a free guide that talks about, um, I teach coach people how to use trauma informed movement to connect to their bodies. So you can see what I do. I use play and movements to help manifest. So Andrew, if you want to do a movement practice to manifest, I'm your girl. Um, but angiebarrettmovement.com. Awesome. Okay, great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on today and, uh, we will talk soon. Thank you. Sounds great. Thank you. Mm -hmm.